I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. You know, the last couple of weeks were a little intense here on The Real Brian Show. Some really good and needed discussion, though, in the midst of what's been happening. But this week, we decided that we would just relax and nerd out. So let's have some fun. We've got some new music to share. Got some TV shows. We're going to review those, you know, a little bit for you. And you remember, remember that? Captain's Origins of Sayings. We're definitely going to give you a couple more today. And it looks like, yeah, I guess it's just the captain and me today. We're all alone again today. You know why? My wife walked out on me. Oh, but that's the wrong clip, actually. Uh, hold on a second. Nice? No, no, I'm so no. glad the is gone. No, no, <laughs> that's terrible. Let's rock it. It's horrible, Captain. Horrible. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were like actually meaning that it was the wrong clip or like was that an edit point that, that was the wrong <laughs> clip i was like no that's that we just all alone again today and i was like but that's no where did that come who did that who did that who did that who did it <laughs> we're not alone we're with our friends that's true right? i mean that's true yeah well i was gonna say it's we don't have a third person joining us here as a as a co-host as a tri-host right um, it's kind of like the tricorn, you know, instead of a unicorn, it's the tricorn. Should we just call it? Yeah, like, the, are the, how about the Triforce? Uh, the, Triforce. What's the Zelda? Zelda Triforce? No, I have no idea. Yeah. Triumvirate? That's one of my favorite things. I appreciate that word. Well, anyway, welcome back. It's good. You know what? Sometimes we just need to go back to the OGs. Just the two of us, original gangsters, just hanging out, having right. a good time. Man. Man to no, man. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying. You know, okay, this is funny. So, you know, that's a huge, huge slang colloquialism right now. Yeah. And oh, there, people say it all over the place. Well, no, it's still happening. People are always like, you know, either, you know, you know what I mean. That's one or no, I'm saying. And a lot that's of a people, hip-hop, hip-hop colloquialism. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people say it. I mean, everywhere. I, I hear it all the time from all different kinds of people. And it's so okay. funny. So Sarah hates that. Because she's like, yes, I know what you're saying. I heard you. You know, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> so I guess people do it to her all the time. You know, I just know I'm saying, she, yes, yes, I do. Know she I mean? just doesn't get it, Brian. I, oh, just, no. tell Miss Light, just tell Miss Light to get with it. Know oh, what I'm she, saying? She's with it. She's jiggy. Uh, <laughs> that's an old term. But I had to that's throw that scary. in there. I just, I think it's funny. Yeah. So I do it to her all the time. Like, no, I'm saying. Wow. No, don't say it. Anyway. You remember like when people say, know what I mean? That was like, Vern. Vern, yeah. Know what I mean, Vern? That was a big one. So, uh, boy, we're dating ourselves hardcore. No, no, no. Right it's now. funny. Once in a while, it's funny to pull out the old school stops, you know, and just have a good time. So, Lord Thunder and I were, were joking around about something, and I think he was showing me his brand new sweet equipment that he bought, you know, and like, oh, check this out. Look at what I've done. Just by the way, the dude knows cable management. Everything <laughs> he does is very pretty, just beautiful. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, that's that's so nice. It looks so beautiful. You know, I, I, at one point I had this weird thought and I'm like, well, it beats the 2400 baud modem. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, yeah, thanks but- for bringing up that bad memory. And then it's just like we went 
down that path of horrible memories of very slow internet and no, no. AOL. At the time, they were fantastic memories. Do you remember well, the yeah. first te- the first time you got your first modem and how excited you were when you heard that noise? To be fair, my first computer had a modem in it, so I think I was yeah. already there. If you know what I mean, but yeah, I mean, I remember that. That's yeah. right. Oh my uh, gosh. And then- Logging into the, the, uh, what do they call those? The, um, BBS, BBS, yeah, yep. the bulletin board systems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool. All back the fun then, stuff. Right? It wasn't that long ago. It's so funny. It's like, we like, oh, we're dating ourselves, dude. That really <laughs> wasn't that long ago. I mean, it, it doesn't really was like it was that long ago, but no. some of the listeners weren't born yet when that stuff. Well, we that's possible that. there. It is possible that a couple listeners weren't born yet, but most of them were, I'd probably say the majority of us were definitely born and were aware of this. At least may not have grown yeah. up with it, but I don't know. I think it's kind of funny though to think about that and just go like, it's amazing how quickly technology has advanced in the last 25 years. Really? Oh, I mean, it's just insane in the perspective of history as a human history as a whole. Yeah. It's crazy how much. Yeah. I mean, you just, if you keep it, if you have it in perspective, yeah, our technological advancement, it's parabolic right now. I can understand why some people are just like, I can't keep up and you know, my brain can't wrap my head around it anymore. And you know, I hear that and it's like, at first you're just thinking you can figure this out if you really want to, if you put your mind to it, you can figure this out. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. There's a lot of advancement. Things are changing so rapidly. I get it. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Especially if you're old. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I, I Part of it is, yes, you know, the capacity to learn when you're younger is greater and faster versus when you're older. However, sure. I think it's also a little bit of a choice. I got to the point where I just was like, I don't want to learn as much anymore when it comes to that. Like, I want to yeah. do what I need to know. And the rest is too much for me to worry about right now just because I have other things to worry about. Could I learn it? Absolutely. Do I want to? Not really. Yeah, That's kind of what I it comes hear you, down man. to. Yeah. Well, we all alone again, except for you are with us. Thank you for listening and thank you for being with us. Being here on the Real Brian Show is such a joy for us. It is. We it do is. it every week. I know. That's true. And we've been doing it every week. You know what's crazy is that this, yes. this week, so the Real Brian Show started right around this time four years ago. It was a little bit, well, I mean, technically it started in September, August, something like that. But this week, Four years ago, Miss Ice was here visiting us in Colorado. Can you believe it's been mm-hmm. four years ago already? Oh my gosh. No, just I mean, crazy. that close. That's yeah, it's crazy, right? And that was the time where we were talking about all these funny show titles, you know, episode titles that we've used here on the show. And I was in that planning process and I'm like, it's been four years already? Holy cow. So there you go. It's a uh, four year anniversary for some of this stuff. So it's pretty cool. And it's that time of year too where you go from that nice and cool and rainy, you know, kind of days periodically to just boom, mid nineties. Hello. Yep. Hot. Although hot and humid today's cooler. So that's nice. We have some reprieve. Here's the cool part. This year we've had some hot days. We've had some cool days. We've had some rain. We've had dry. You've had a derecho. We've had a derecho. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, it was like straight 95 plus, you know, into the hundred degree days for like two months straight with no reprieve. And in Colorado, that's crazy. I mean, come on. It's Colorado. I get it. Like if you're in Phoenix or whatever, like <laughs> Vegas or something, I mean, Death Valley, that fine. You know, that's fine. hundred degrees. That's normal. But come on, Colorado. Come on. But it come happens on. here. Come on. Come on, Earth. Come on. Give me a mic. <laughs> <Dude>. You know. 
I, I swear, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. I mean, ugh. We need to have Mike on the Weather. show. We've been talking about having Mike yeah, on the show my, for like six years now, and I can't do him justice anymore. Honestly, it's I don't. I'm out of practice, maybe. And you know, Mike likes to listen to the show when we do him. So uh, yeah, you're right. Just make it happen, Brian. Come on. All right, Mike's coming on. By the way, guess get he's this. not doing anything right now. So yeah, yeah, get him on. That's true. He doesn't. He's in retirement for the moment. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. He's not working. He's not working. He's not doing the Disney, the, Imagineer. the Imagineer thing at this not? time. Oh, rude. All right. He's in between things right now because of the whole COVID thing. So, so he's yeah, just sitting around on. all day long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, doesn't do himself. anything. Yeah. Doesn't even mow his own lawn. All right. Well, that's actually probably true. So the <laughs> <laughs> inside there. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I heard that inner universal studios was open, which yeah. is crazy well, no. to me, but I thought, Oh, okay. Mike does stuff for future projects at Disney and well, uh, sure. and he has told us that everything's on hold right now. So yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You know what I find interesting is how many people have put stuff on hold. And I don't yeah. entirely understand that because I don't know. Like, I, I guess in some reasoning, in fact, there's been a lot of this going around in the content creator space. And by that, I mean like if you're a podcaster, a blogger, YouTuber, whatever, right? you are creating content to put out there. And a lot of people have said that, you know, because of COVID, because of the whole George Floyd situation, should we be posting anything at all? Or should we just not do anything at all? At first I thought that's crazy. Why would you even think that? And then, you know, then they're like, well, because it's disrespectful, there's a lot of pain going on. Why would we continue to put out stuff? You know? And I thought on one hand, I thought, okay, I get it. You're, You're trying to be respectful. But then on the other hand, I said, you know, the world needs your voice or, your paper or what your words or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, your face, the world needs you more than ever right now. And regardless of whether you're going to speak up about what's been going on, or you're just going to share your own content, the world needs you. People want you. Why would you stay silent right now? And why would you put things on hold? I don't, I don't understand that. So I don't get it. People are doing it. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. I've heard people's explanations and I, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but maybe someone can explain it in a way that I'm like, Oh, I get it. Well, I wonder, I mean, whoever you're talking about who is content creators who are putting stuff on hold, are some of them just using this whole situation as an excuse to just kind of chill out for a while? I mean, you know, all these people are putting stuff on hold. I'm going to do that too and just say it's for respect. I do know. Well, that's possible. (laughs) And I do know that I've heard coaches who have been calling out their clients and, you know, coaches or whatever you call them. Like life coaches? No, business coaches. They're like they're people that they're coaching and stuff. They've been calling them out and saying that a lot of these people that are using this as an excuse to stay silent and just not do this, not put anything out right now are the people that never take action anyway. So it's just another excuse for them to stay stagnant. And I I thought, oh, okay, well, that's that's fair. But then there are people that usually take a lot of action that are putting things on hold right now that I don't understand. So, I mean, whatever, again, maybe there's a hmm. true explanation for it and I'm just being completely naive, but I I've listened to what people say and I'm just like, why, why wouldn't we just keep doing It's funny. It's like when basketball was taken away and they didn't do the, the NCAA March, you know, the March right. madness. And then they took away the NBA stuff and people that love sports were really struggling. They didn't have their yeah. outlets. And so right. that got taken away. I get why though. Well, then, you know, a lot of the TV shows had to stop filming. And so you're not going to see as many TV shows this next year. You're not seeing movies right now. So a lot of people are kind of going, oh, my gosh, like we need this stuff 
for our own sanity and our own health. And yeah, we're going to address what's going on, but we've got to have our escape too. We've got to have our, the things we love, right? So the more people that step back and say, I, I shouldn't say anything right now. I should just stop producing and put everything on hold and be quiet for a while. That's not doing anyone any good. It's actually right. hurting us. So I don't know. That's my opinion. I just don't understand why that's happening, but I also have a different mindset than some people. So who knows? Crazy. Maybe we're both right. I don't know. People are so complicated, Brian, and they're so across the spectrum that I'm sure we're both right. Uh, without <laughs> even having any data, I'm sure that we are both right depending on who we're talking about. So, you know, it's interesting though, is that like my view on that is that people are actually not complicated. However, this is my view though. I'm not saying you're wrong. Everybody has completely unique experiences and, you know, things that have affected them and who they become, which Mm -hmm. makes them, I wouldn't say it makes them complicated. It's just, it it makes them so unique in how they're going to respond to something that no one can really figure that out because of that reason right there, because everybody's experiences are completely unique. Yeah. That's, so that's it's not a that it's necessarily a roundabout way of saying this. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's a good explanation. Yeah. Oh, uh, complex. Right. That's what I'm, everybody's complex, but not complicated. Maybe that's what I was trying to say. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, now tell me, tell me about you, Captain Influence and your mother. Me? Tell me about your mother. Well, I'm 44 years old. No, anyway, uh, my, okay. So a <laughs> couple of quick stories for you, Brian. Yeah. My wife, Mrs. Captain Influence, has been having adventures with ground squirrels. Oh. Uh, Do now, tell. in Iowa, yeah, in Iowa, people call ground squirrels squinnies. <laughs> and that's just the name for ground squirrels squinnies? in Iowa. Yeah, squinnies, yeah. And, okay. and uh, when my wife was, see, the, the house we just bought has a hot tub. That's not why we bought the house. Uh, it just happened to have a hot tub. And so she cleaned it out a few weeks ago and, uh, you know, filled it back up, put all the chemicals in it. And she discovered during that process that some squinnies were making or a squinny was making a nest up in the body of the hot tub, like in the wood, the surround of the hot tub. So she cleaned that all out and, you know, sprayed a bunch of foam in the housing and everything to keep them out. And she started looking into ways to get rid of the squinnies. Now I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The other reason why she wanted to get rid of the squinnies in our area was because we were planting some sunflowers in our yard and the shoots that came up got eaten by the squinnies. Oh, Yeah. So all that effort wasted because they were like, oh, good, sunflower shoots, nice. Mm. Uh, And we were trying to figure out ways to get rid of them. By and large, the way that everyone on the internet says to get rid of them is by poison. And we didn't want to poison the things. I just don't want to cause them that kind of distress. Sure. Yeah. So I was all about either getting, you know, killing them outright. Sorry, folks. Or catch and release. Mm -hmm. Well, we elected to do a catch and release. She got a trap. She placed the trap out by, you know, in our backyard someplace. and. Every single day she catches a squinny. Wow. Like sometimes within an hour or two of putting the trap out, there's a squinny in there. And so she has driven to this park four miles away about, I don't know, 10 times now. (laughs) Each time she catches one, she drives them four (laughs) miles away, lets them out in the park, comes back, sets the trap again. Next day, she does the same thing. So every day she's driving to a park four miles away. and, And the reason we're driving them that far is because she read that one mile away, they'll probably come back. Two miles away, they might come back. Well, so we doubled that one for. And the first one she caught, she said that it screamed the whole way 
to the park, <laughs> like in this super un- unbelievably high pitched, oh, so like high pitched cry oh. that hurt her ears. It was okay. so high pitched. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's really actually oh, it's sad. funny. <laughs> no, it's actually really funny. Uh, no, it's not sad. We're letting them out a nice park. Yeah. They can do their own thing. They can procreate all they want out there and they won't be in our yard. But the funniest part is after like two weeks or so of doing this, and actually coming on three now, they haven't let up. We keep catching squinnies. Wow. So, I mean, what's the population? I mean, we, we're trying to get to the point where we don't have to, we don't, we maybe catch one a week or something like that. And then we can feel confident to plant our sunflower seeds again. So you guys are getting overrun. It's an adventure. Tell you what, and then yeah. they, they run it in or out of the, out of the garage. I mean, I, wow. we, we ordinarily wouldn't have any problem with these little guys at yeah. all. It's just, they're, they're eating our stuff and they're making nests in our hot tub and can't have that, Brian. So are the ground squirrels more like chipmunks, the really fast things or are they yes. like, the Okay. Because I'm thinking of like squirrel squirrels. Like those are huge and no, they're bigger. Okay, yeah, yeah the, you're right about those. Those guys are everywhere. Think chipmunk. Yeah, think chipmunk. Yeah. That's what these are. So I have a quick funny story about squirrels that you know that because when humans were in quarantine and the animals came out like crazy, it you know at least in our areas. I don't know if right. it's happened everywhere, but I think a lot of places it has. And over at the Colorado State campus, it's like yeah, it's a good place to walk. You know, it's so funny is like. We've been walking there and, you know, using it for years because it's just, it's nice. The grounds are beautiful. They keep it plowed snow wise, you know, in the summer and the winter time and stuff. And anyway, but I guess a lot of other non-students have found it now and they're like, oh, so they're using it. But squirrels have been prolific, just out of control <laughs> there. But I love talking to squirrels and I go up and I start like oh, you know, sure. chirping at them and I've, I've been doing this for years, right? Same with ground squirrels too. Give us your squirrel. Oh, no, no, no. You'll, you'll, you'll have to actually come visit in order to hear that. But okay. you'll, you need to experience it. Maybe I'll do it on video. Actually, that would be okay. kind of fun because we did it. And the other day, I'm like, I'm going to talk to the squirrel over here. And actually, what was really weird is we were walking and there were literally about 10 squirrels all in one little area, which is very unusual, by the way. It's usually like one, maybe two, like if they're chasing each other. Seeing 10 in a conglomerated area, you're like, okay. Yeah, so going on town hall. It yeah. was weird. Yep. And so I did that and they all start turning and looking and they start coming. But the other day I was like, I'm just going to talk to this one little guy, you know, and he, he stops. What's really funny is, you know, when you're communicating with them, when they start flicking their tail at you and you're like, Oh, cool. Look, he looks at me and he sit, he stands up. He's just staring at me and he's got his hands almost like crossed, you know, King. And then he puts down and he starts walking towards me and then he stands up again and he walks towards me and we're literally like a couple feet apart now. And he's looking and he's at like, me. you're going to be food. You're going to be food. Well, right? I don't know what he was thinking, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing like a mating call or whatever, but Hey, it was just fun. And I love talking to these guys. And then I'm like, okay, well, see you later. Got to go. You know, but you just, wow, you, you should have filmed make that stuff. Dr. Doolittle. I Come will, on. I will, but you got to make friends with the animals, you know, the mountain lions. It's fun. Gotta. Yeah. You got to do it. Oh, or by the way, catch and release. You're catching ground squirrels and we've got Miller moths here and we've been, so I've been, it's funny. These things fly in and you know, they, they love lights and stuff. So I just, I lure them to the light and then like they fly and then I just go, you know, like Mr. Meowgi catches a fly with chopsticks. I do that with my fingers. Mm -hmm. Mr. Meowgi. Yeah. Meowgi. (laughs) But yeah, Mr. Meowgi. And then I like, and then I just, you know, take them out and let them go. And again, same kind of thing. I'm, I, I should kill the moths. But they make such a mess. So I just like yeah. catch them, go. I did catch a fly with chopsticks in the fourth grade once. Right. I did. Wait, was it, was it crawling on the table and you grabbed no, it with they chopsticks? No, they were flying around because, <laughs> you know, hey, I was a big fan of Karate Kid, so I had to try it with my little chopsticks and I did it and I caught a fly and everyone was like, whoa, and then wow. I got the tension and I had to write down, uh, this is a true story, dude. 
I had to write down like a hundred times why I liked flies, a hundred different reasons why I liked flies. And I'm like, well, I hate them. That's why I'm catching them. And he goes, and you're going to, you're going to invent reasons that you like flies because you are not allowed to catch flies in my classroom. Like, dang it. But your teacher made you do that because you caught a fly with chopsticks. Well, yeah, because I wasn't listening. Well, he wow. was teaching and everyone's like watching me and like, whoa, that was so cool. And yeah, I got in trouble. It was awesome. I, I just think it was one wow. of the only times I ever had detention. God, we're so full of cool story bros today. I, I mean, know. everyone listening is like cool story, bro. Cool I know story, these bro. are cool stories. All right. You, I know you have another cool story. <laughs> so, so, uh, my elderly cat, uh, she's almost 18. Wow. Uh, she is, she is speaking of Mr. Miyagi. Uh, she is, she is the queen of the house. All right. We were watching the devil wears Prada oh, last yeah. night. Good movie from 2006 with, uh, Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep. Right. My wife wanted to watch it, folks. I, I she's been wanting to watch it for years, and we finally watched it again. Uh, I like for, that for movie though. From yeah. a male talking, and I'm not a big romantic comedy person at all. In fact, I usually can't stand them. I liked that movie, and there wasn't very much. The funny thing there wasn't much romance. In exactly. it. it was mostly just about the fashion world. Yeah, that's what uh, I liked and it. it was based on a novel, apparently. But any of you who have seen that movie, do you know who Miranda Priestly is? That's Meryl Streep's character. Oh yeah, our cat is Miranda Priestly as a cat. When you're petting her and she no. just gets up and looks at you and she's like, that's all. Pretty much. She wants what she wants when she wants it. No argument. Does anyone else truly have a cat that gets up after, you know, when you're petting her and goes, that's all. I've never heard of a talking cat before. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you talk to squirrels the, and I talk to squirrels. Wow. These guys are crazy. They're psycho. I'm sure someone's going to call the mental institution on us now. I hope so. <laughs> I need a break. I'm too they're, busy. They're coming to take me away. Uh huh. Oh, he, he. All right. So get this. I do actually have a really fun story. This is a good one. Okay. No, it really is. It's, and it's very unique too. Like seriously unique. All right. So picture this. We're driving and we're getting ready to go over to a frozen. What are they? Yeah. They do like Italian ice and, and frozen custard. Okay. And we haven't been there since. Culver's? No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, oh, okay. it's actually called Rita's. They're around the country too. But okay. it's actually really good. So we haven't had it since last summer. And of course, with COVID, we just haven't been going anywhere. And they have a little, you know, you got to walk in and you got to do the whole six feet apart, put on your mask, grab it, and then you take it. You can't really stay there. So we thought, let's go do this, right? So we're driving in. Well, Sarah's driving and she took the wrong turn. So, oh, oh well, we, we go in and, you know, you have to go through a grocery store parking lot. And you know what that's like. It's just like, oh, geez, everybody's walking in front of you. Cars are stopped. You know, it's just what it is, right? Pain to get through. And it's one of those things too, where like you're driving 10 miles an hour and literally somebody appears out of nowhere and just like walks right in front of you. And trust me, if you didn't have good brakes, splat, a person would be dead or 10 mile an hour, more like a thump. Yeah. Well, that's true. You'd run them over and (laughs) drive by. Right. But anyway, I guess it's a hit and run. yeah, run, yeah. Yeah. Talk to my lawyer. You're an idiot. Well, people do it all the time. So. And usually what they do is they just walk in front of you. They don't look. They're on their phone. You know, they're just, they don't care, right? Here's the cool part. We're driving and, you know, all these mindless drones are walking in front of everybody. This one woman and, you know, she had a mask on, but I'm, I'm, she looked like she was probably in her early to mid twenties. She stops, she looks and we saw her. And so we slowed down to let her go. And then she politely walked out in front of us and then waved a thank you for stopping and letting her go. And I was like, I do that all the time. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> what the? This happens? This happens? And I just went, whoa, there's, there's respect in this. I was so excited. So that's funny. 
you, my dear friendly grocery store patron have unleashed your superhero. And I just wanted to thank you early to mid 20 year old woman for showing the beautiful respect and kindness that we all get to model after. No, I'm saying not I mean. All right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share that beautiful unleashing of the superhero story because I was just, I don't know. I just, it was such a nice moment in the world of 99% selfishness. It seems like, I know that's not true, but it just seems like you have that one moment where you see someone and you're just like, I don't know who that is, but I want to be friends with her. (laughs) Well, that's good. And it's good that you notice that sort of thing. And and it reminds us to notice those things as well. So yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I have a couple TV shows I want to talk about. I have a movie I want to talk about and I've got some music to share. A lot of stuff coming on, but remember those origins of sayings that we did many, many years ago. I think it was probably nine or 10 years ago. And you said, we're going to do them again. And here we are nine or 10 years later here on the show. You've got two more. We've got time folks. We got time for two more. And I've I've done dozens of these and they're all interesting. So I I just picked two more at random. Okay. Share them. First one, crocodile tears. Anyone ever heard that term before? Modern English speakers use that phrase to describe a display of superficial or false sorrow. Kind of like the uh, verbal version of putting your fingers and thumb together and and pretending you're playing the smallest violin. Oh, yeah. 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 That thing. But the saying actually derives from a medieval belief that crocodiles shed tears of sadness while they killed and consumed their prey. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Now, this myth dates uh, back as far as the 14th century, and it comes from a book called The Travels of Sir John Mandeville. I've never heard of it because we didn't live 600 years ago. Speak for yourself. I wonder if you can still get a copy of that. Yeah, I, oh, I knew you were old, Brian, but come on. Yeah. So the travels of Sir John Mandeville, apparently it was really big in the 14th century. Wildly popular upon its release, the tome recounts a brave knight's adventures during this, uh, his supposed travels through Asia. Sounds like uh, Marco Polo. Among its many fabrications, the book includes a description of crocodiles that notes, quote, these serpents slay men and eat them weeping and they have no tongue. Now, we all know that Crocodiles have tongues. And so while yeah. factually inaccurate, Mandeville's account of weeping reptiles later found its way into the works of Shakespeare and crocodile tears became an idiom as early as the 16th century. Interesting. So, you ever had a yeah. crocodile lick you, by the way? Do they lick things? I don't think they yeah, lick no, things. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. They, they, sit around with, they sit around with their jaws open sometimes and then they, and like the force of their jaws closing is, I don't know how many. Oh, that's so cool. Hundreds or thousands of pounds per square inch or something crazy. It's really, really powerful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So now I um, always wondered about this. So it's interesting you brought this up because I always thought that crocodiles like Klingons don't have no i'm serious they don't have tear ducts and so they don't cry at all and so like like they don't actually shed tears and so the idea of crocodile tears was that it's false tears in the sense of that there's no tears that that makes perfect sense and i don't know if that's true or not but yeah klingons (laughs) don't have tear ducts either so just fyi that's funny according to (laughs) history.com this is the origin of that saying but what you just said makes absolute sense that i don't know know if that's true really they might have tear ducts i have no idea i just thought they didn't Get a biologist on on the show, Brian. We'll, we'll have to check that them. out. But I like that too. That's probably the, the true origin of it. But I'll have to look up whether or not they have tear ducts. But what's the next one? Well, the next one is die hard. Now we've all heard we've all heard this term, and you know while it typically refers to someone with a strong dedication to a particular set of beliefs, the term die hard originally had a series of much more literal meanings. Uh, in its earliest incarnation in the 1700s, the expression described condemned men who struggled the longest when they were executed by hanging. Ew. 
Hmm. Uh, the world's way different back then, especially for us Westerners up. who live so uh, comfortably. The phrase later became even more popular after 1811's Battle of Albuera in Spain during the Napoleonic Wars. And now I've read about the Napoleonic Wars. I don't remember the Battle of Albuera, but I do remember that he did fight several battles in the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spain. And in the midst of that fight, a wounded British officer named William Inglis supposedly urged his unit forward by bellowing, quote, stand your ground and die hard. Yes. The enemy paid dear for each of us. Now, unquote, Inglis's 57th regiment suffered 75% casualties during the battle and went on to earn the nickname, the diehards. Fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So there you go. There's two more. All right. I love it. I'll drudge up another two or three for the next time we have time. So it's fun to learn these because we say things all the time. And do we even know where they came from? Do we know what they meant? You know, and it's more. See, now if we say these things. Not only do we sound cool and educated, but we actually are educated and are cool now because we know why. I mean, I have not read an origin of a term or, or saying yet that was not somewhat interesting. Hmm. In most cases, so much time has elapsed since they were first introduced into literature or whatever or common colloquialism. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just neat. It's neat stuff. It is cool. And there's so many. Yeah. Oh, I know. All right. Well, we'll look forward to more of those here in the next uh, few weeks. Yes. So I wanted to share this really quickly because this is a, a historical thing as well as, you know, the history of the origins of sayings and stuff like that. So I just found out about this. That there's a new movie that is, and this is interesting, right? Because movies aren't coming out into the theaters right now. So right. I think this is coming on the, what is it? Apple TV plus whatever that's called. Anyway, it's if you have an Apple TV, they have like an Apple TV plus or some kind of, you know, streaming channel now, but I think that's where it's starting is where it'll come out. But anyway, July 10th is a new movie with Tom Hanks called Greyhound and it's about World War II. Oh, I thought and it'd be a, about a bus. Well, yeah, you'd think so. Or, or about a dog, but <laughs> <A> dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a uh, U.S. Navy captain must lead an allied convoy being stalked by Nazi U-boat wolf packs. I mean, doesn't that Ooh. sound awesome? That does sound awesome. Oh, so I can't wait. So that's coming out July 10th and uh, whatever Apple TV plus kind of thing. But anyway, look for the Greyhound movie with Tom Hanks in it. See if you can find it sometime. No, wait, before you move on Apple TV plus those of us who don't have an Apple TV, whatever an Apple TV is, what is that? Uh, can like we, can we subscribe to their, to, can, without the equipment, can we still subscribe to the channel and watch it on our, on our PCs? I would assume so. And it is called Apple TV plus, by the way, that is correct. Okay. And yeah, they have a bunch of originals, of course. Originals. <laughs> originals. Orig- originals. I like calling it that. So I'm looking at it right now. Can you actually watch it on your phone? I mean, on your, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I think so. I mean, go check it out. Go I would Apple hope TV so. Plus yeah. and look. It, it wouldn't make any sense if you couldn't. I mean, it's got to be just like Disney Plus or whatever, you know, yeah. or Hulu or YouTube TV or name your plethora of platforms well, because now, yeah. this is a streaming service like a roku right. is a device right? right this is an actual streaming service like disney plus so yeah i'm sure okay good do anyway Excellent. go check it out now i was going to talk about some other stuff but then i found this the other day and i was whoa i had never heard of it i know there's a movie about it you can talk about it in a second but the new tv show and i believe there are either five or six episodes out by now and it's called snowpiercer yeah 
Yeah. Is that on Amazon? It's on TNT. If you, you know, have some kind of cable of some kind, but anyway, it's very interesting. And I did later realize that it had been a movie. I don't know if it was off of a book or something like that. It's a TV show. It's got Jennifer Connelly in it. And it's got some other people too that I don't know their names off the top of my head, but it's like, you've seen them before, you know them. I've watched two episodes and I mean, I was hooked in the first two episodes. It's Mm. very interesting. It's like, okay, the typical, Oh, the planet froze over. And so they're on this perpetually moving train. You know, the last surviving humans get on this hundred and what is it? A thousand, no, it's a thousand and one cars. Oh, right. Or is it a hundred and one cars? I think it's a thousand and one cars. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like a thousand and one. It's really long train. Though. It's yeah. ridiculous and it has to keep moving and it can't really slow down because the speed and the movement is what basically generates the heat and keeps the thing from freezing and dying because right. it's so cold outside that if it slows down or stops, it'll freeze and they won't be able to move again. It's very, very interesting. But so far, the first two episodes, I mean, I really like there's some things in there. You're like, eh, okay, I'm not sure about this yet. They might go down a path I don't like. But it's a fascinating story and concept so far that I want to see what happens. But being any kind of a TV show, where are they going to go with it? Who knows? Well, that's a good question because I saw the movie maybe five to seven years ago, not too long after it came out in 2013. And I like any kind of or almost any kind of post-apocalyptic type of dystopian scenario is just one of my things and that's what this is but it was a very odd film it was very weird but i do remember liking it so i don't remember what happened i just remember thinking that was really weird but i didn't i didn't hate it so uh i'm gonna check this one out and what's weird is that i don't think this is weird i think this is like oh yeah it's pretty standard it's a it's a pretty standard type of here's the thing it feels like it's a mix of history and a mix of post-apocalyptic and a mix of like just sociology. Yeah. Current society and sociology. So it's not really, it is kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with it because the train, this long train has like areas of, of social strata, right? Totally. You have your areas of, of the aristocracy. What are they in the front of the train? Yep. Yeah. The front is as you go, first class and then second class and third class, just like they did on the old cruise ship or not cruise ships, but ocean liners. And then and as you go back in the train, yeah. it's, it's lower and lower class, which makes sense. And believe it or not, if this scenario, believe it or not, I mean, this is a duh, folks. If this yeah. scenario ever play out or something like that a thousand years from now or whatever, that's exactly what would happen. Oh, so. yeah. Well, what's really interesting, too, is like the first, second and third class passengers were the ones that actually had tickets and they had jobs. You know, it was like you get to board this. But then, of course, a bunch of other people rushed the train oh. and rushed the police and everything and got on. And they didn't have jobs. They didn't have tickets. They didn't have anything. And so they're called the tails or the tailors or whatever. Oh, or, I, or whatever. And so it's like these people that are living in like poverty, essentially in the back. But they weren't poor people. They just didn't have a ticket and they're right. not welcome. So they become slaves and stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah. What I don't get is the whole concept's really interesting. But what I don't get is what if there's a huge drift of snow or a landslide on the tracks? Well, what if they can't, what if the train has to stop and they have to clear something out? Well, uh, does that ever happen? I wonder in the second episode that I was watching that started and, Oh, okay. And then I don't, I I think it was the end of the episode or something like that. So I don't actually know what Uh happens, but so yeah, you know, they, they do address that. Okay, good. And it's a, it's a avalanche because yeah, this everything's all frozen over now. So it's, it's really interesting, but that's only two episodes in it could get worse. It could get bad. Who knows? 
Uh, it has Jennifer Connelly in it. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for her, so I'm going to watch it. She's great. She's a great actress, and she's doing a nice job. So, yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is they reveal something in the first episode that I was very surprised by. As a viewer and as a person who is learning the art of storytelling, I feel like they should not have revealed this this soon. It should have been like Uh a a season one finale, and you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for the next season to come out. Like, now that I know that. So I was really surprised that they did that in the first episode. And to me, it kind of took away some of the mystery pretty quickly. Interesting. But we'll see what happens. But anyway, check it out yeah. if if that's even of interest to you. But oh my gosh, I am just absolutely loving Stargirl still. I mean, and this is a superhero, superhero heroine or heroess as uh, remember Hannah, H- heroess Hannah from a couple of years ago. Yeah, she came on to a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's just like this. Okay, so we were talking about, I was talking about this with a, with a friend of mine, about the fine art of storytelling in general and talking about how like we like stories where it's more personal. We can understand it is what I'm looking for. Like to a point where why do people like Spider-Man so much? Because his story is focused on him, his aunt, his time in high school and his friendly neighborhood. Even though he's in New York, it's really Demeanor, about yeah. his neighborhood arena. Like he's not going much beyond that. And you look oh, okay. at like seasons one of one and two of Arrow. It was about Oliver Queen and it was about Diggle. And then eventually it was also about Felicity and that was it. And then you had huh. all your other people that were kind of the supporting cast or the supporting characters. And it was just, it was about his mission and it was just so yeah. understandable. You know, we, un, we feel like we're there and we can understand this. Well, then it became worldwide and it introduced all these other main characters and then it became about other main characters and, People got frustrated because it's too big for us to comprehend. It's too, we just don't care anymore. So, I mean, some people do, right? But I think most people, when you go and you see a blockbuster movie that it's about threatening the entire world, we care a lot less than we do if we're watching a Batman movie and they're threatening Gotham City. Yeah, fair enough. You know that what I mean? Sense. It's, it's the same kind of I thing. That, with, that harks to our tribalist instincts, I think. I mean, it's yeah. until and unless the Earth is ever threatened by an outside force, whether it be a big asteroid or aliens or whatever, I feel like that's always going to be a phenomenon. Well, I mean, even, we're, we're always going to be able to relate more to the focused. Even with COVID. Locale. COVID was 100% a worldwide threat, still is. But what's everybody concerned with their own community? They're not concerned with, I mean, they are like, oh, well, of course the world's being threatened, but everybody's, you can only comprehend so much. Yeah, of course. You think of sports, sports lovers and sports teams, right? Well, people, I don't know a lot of people that just watch any kind of sport and it doesn't matter who the team is. Like there are some, right? But most people choose a team, follow the team, get to know the players. Or at the very least, choose a sport and follow that. Like every Saturday and Sunday, I'll be watching college football or whatever. But even then, people still have their teams for the most part. Like, I I don't know anyone that doesn't have their own team somewhere, even if they do watch a lot of sports. So my point is, is that's kind of how we go. And so when I'm thinking of Stargirl, that's exactly what it is. It's Mm -hmm. it's primarily focused on her and, you know, her stepfather. And that's it. And then, you know, there's some other supporting cast characters that are in there that are, they're providing some fun flair. And in fact, wildcat, the wildcat episode was really, really good. Really enjoyed that. That was episode four, but it's still focused on her and her story right now. And it hasn't gotten bigger. And I hope it really doesn't. I mean, it's okay to keep bringing in other people, but it's like, if you can just keep it focused on her and the story there with a little bit of expansion, fine, it's just going to be spectacular, but you keep growing and growing and growing to the point where it's like, wait, who's the show? It's like the flash. Yeah. 
there was one season of the flash where it was mostly about Iris. And there were a lot of comments where people were just starting to say, this is more about Iris. Now, why are we calling it the flash? Just call it the Iris show or now. I mean, and it really was, <laughs> it was Iris literally show. that bad. And I mean, nothing against Iris, but it was just like, this isn't about her. If, if you want to do an Iris spinoff, then by all means go for it, you know, or like the penultimate episode of the series of arrow spoilers, guys, you're using it correctly. I know uh, spoilers. <laughs> Oliver queen dies. And then, you know, okay, they're going to wrap the series up in two episodes and the second to last episode is this episode in the future about the birds of prey. And it's like, what? I thought this was called uh. arrow. Like, and, and Oliver wasn't even in the show. And it's just like, what the heck is this? I mean, it was a fine episode for a, like a pilot of a new show, but yeah. it didn't belong in the show arrow because it had nothing really had nothing to do with arrow and especially right. had no place when they're trying to wrap up an entire show. So it's little things like that, that I notice now when I'm watching shows and when I'm watching movies and I go, why didn't I like that? And you know, what makes this good or bad or whatever likable. And again, you know, everybody has different tastes. Of course, you may not even like the superhero genre, but it's just really fascinating to me. The more I learn about this stuff, the more I'm like, Oh, I get it now. I understand why good stories go this way and bad stories go nowhere. (laughs) So yeah, I hear you. Fascinating. And speaking of good stories, almost done with the last dance. Wow. That's been so good. So can't wait to review that with you and Miss Ice. That's going to be fun. I'm on the last episode. So yeah, it's 10 hours of bliss. And I, again, I'm not a basketball guy. It's just that well done. So there you go. Those are some things to check out. And I wanted to share some new music really, really quickly. And then we can wrap the show up. Boom. It's going to be nice. Know what I'm saying? I have no, know what I mean? I have so, (laughs) I have so much new music to share. So I like, okay, I got to pick a couple things right now and then I'll share more next week. But you know, I like the artist Elenium. Yeah. Well, he's doing some, song mashups right now. So he's taking two of his songs and like smashing them together into one song. And so the one I picked for this week is sad songs versus good things fall apart. And it's so cool. It's so unique how he did it. So I'm going to put that in the TRBS 2020 Spotify playlist joysticker kind of a fun little band. They have kind of an 80s sound. It's two dudes and they have a brand new song called tomorrow. Wow. Oh, it's just it's so nice. And then Kygo, man, you know, I've heard various Kygo songs periodically and this brand new album that just came out is really good. A lot of guest singers and my two faves right now are the truth and follow. So I'll throw those in there and only one more. I just have to share this because it's a funny story. Lord Thunder and I were talking about something and manscaping. I just think, I think it's one of those things where it's like, wow, how has this become a thing? But whatever, right? Like where I trim my eyebrows and stuff. Yes. No, 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 no. When you're trimming other parts of your body. Oh, this is a weird thing for me because like, you know, this is new. So for me, it's like, (laughs) because it's new, it's like, whatever. Right. Well, we're talking about this over text and I mean, I'm laughing about this whole thing. And, and at one point I'm just thinking it just seems unsafe. You know, like one wrong move, you know, and then you're going to be singing a whole you'll new, be fine. You'll be singing a whole new octave, right? I mean, how safe is this? That'd, right? be, that'd have to be quite the slip. Brian. Well, you I don't never know, know. Did you see something about Mary, you know, and Ben Stiller in the beginning of that, you know, and uh, anyway, so I'm thinking about this and I'm, uh, that's all I have in my head is like, you got a high octave and then I'm, th- I'm thinking about Mariah Carey. You're going to totally make her proud. The note you hit. <laughs> well, he sends me this clip and it's the funniest thing. And all it is, is this one clip of a, of a video 
from Panic at the Disco and he's singing and this girl's laying on the bed and she like stretches out and kicks him really hard where it counts and he gets to this stupid high note. I mean, like it's like Bee Gees high <laughs> and I'm like and he's just holding himself screaming this high note and I'm <laughs> laughing so hard and I'm like, is this a real song? And I'm like, it is a real song and it's called Say Amen. Uh, it's actually wow. a really, really good song, and the video is is hilarious. It it makes no sense at all. It's, they still make music videos. Brian? I know that's the thing. And most of the music <laughs> videos are like either they don't exist or it's kind of like okay, that was a cop out. This is actually a really good video, and it's huh. so funny. So look up Panic at the Disco. Say Amen. You'll see where he gets kicked, and <laughs> it's that I know. <laughs> so funny, but it's a good song too. I will put that oh. on the list as well, just as more of a humor. But it's also a good song. <laughs> good list. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy it. All right. Well, more to share next week on music. Oh, you know what? I take that back. We're not doing an episode next week. We're taking the week off. Everybody needs a break. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, folks. One week off. So no episode next week at all. And so enjoy the entire week off. Have a break. Catch up on old episodes. I know people are finally catching up now that people are starting to get back to work. You're driving more. And the next episode will be July 3rd. So we'll do a little, maybe a little 4th of July celebration kind of thing here in the States for us, since we're not going to have fireworks, really. Most of us probably aren't having fireworks this year. You know, it'd be fun. I mean, there's a lot of people we haven't actually had on the show in a long time. It'd be fun to kind of get into the archives and be like, hey, join us. Let's have a party. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. In War of the Worlds, invading aliens are thwarted by the common cold. In the movie Signs, they are defeated by water. Makes me wonder who's trying to convince us that aliens are as short-sighted as we are. As in most things, I blame Mel Gibson. You know what the music means. All right. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Braveheart? Yeah. Freedom! This isn't... Anyway. All right, so... Where? Have a good two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of stuff coming up. More interviews on the way as well. Thank you for joining us here on The Real Brian Show. Show notes are over at realbrianshow.com slash 235, and we are signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.